Okay, we're rolling. It is June 23rd, 2022. And oh yeah, Andrew does bring good stuff when he comes down from New York. That's one thing about New York. They got the good best stuff. foods that you can find because if you stay in business in the restaurant business in New York City, you've got to have something good. You've got to be good yeah. to get out. All right, on our prayer list, a young lady named Abby. I think she's nine. We're praying for full restoration, believing that she'll have that. Uh, she had some kind of an anomaly on her brain, and they got told that nothing could be done. Well, they weren't allowing for the fact that God can do it, and we're going to believe for young Abby. I don't know the, lady, the young lady. I don't know her mother. This came through a friend of ours. Marta and Charles for blessings. Uh, Gary, our friend, for blessings and for wisdom. Reverend Davis and family. Marcos, our friend, salvation for his son. Chuck Knipp for strength and blessings. John and Ruby and Vassie and Linda. Our police, fire, and EMT workers. Our friend Eric for blessings. Bob's children, Stephanie and Mike, and family members for salvation. Pray for the folks in the Ukraine, also the water situation on the West Coast. Pray for our country. For Ted, for Eric, Rex, Reverend Davis, and family. America, unsaved family members. Ray prays for him and Judy. Pray against FEMA. I don't know what they're up to. Wisdom and protection for all. And for leaders in our government to get saved. Again, for Gary, John, James, Jerry Reeves, Eric, Rick, Ralph, Mark, Mark H., Meek, and John Park. We're praying for home Bible studies worldwide. Let's join hands. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your many blessings. I just pray, Lord, you would be with us by the power of your Holy Spirit and even by angels fighting away any those who are loyal to the devil, fighting those spirits and those fallen ones away from ourselves, from our study. And I pray, God, you be with Christian and Chase as they're down at the farm taking care of things and may they have a safe and blessed and wonderful time I just pray God that um, we learn tonight and that we find understanding and we will Lord we know if we will listen to your teaching in Jesus name Amen, amen. It's a concerted effort on the part of many individuals, but Satan is a common denominator. I'm going to go to uh, Matthew 24. I've got an NIV. I didn't get a King James out tonight. Looks like it's fine. start at the beginning. Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. But by the way, as I read in this NIV translation, if you see something that doesn't track with your King James, let me know. We'll examine that. Uh, the King James should always be the translation that we measure everything else by. And we've been over the reasons for that in previous studies. Verse 2, do you see all these things, he asked. I'll tell you the truth, not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. This prophecy was fulfilled in 70 AD when the Romans sacked the city and the temple. It's like verse 3, as Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? That's two questions. When will this happen? And then what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? The signs of the end of the age, that's what the heading is for this section in this uh, Bible that I have here. Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you, 
For many will come in my name, claiming, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. But see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of birth pains. Many uh, Bible teachers, they're looking for all those things right before the coming of the end of the age. All these things are happening, and they have been happening. Um, it's, it's, King James also adds pestilence to the... Uh, okay, good. Pestilence is disease. Um, you know, and the latest one is their, their, their monkeypox thing fell flat when it turned out that the main way to transmit is through sodomy, and the gays are the ones transmitting it, if it even is real. So the World Health Organization said that's how it's being transmitted, so I'm sure they got a slap down for that, you know, for stepping off the reservation there. <laughs> um, but now it is polio again. So yesterday on Drudge, it's good to look at the Drudge Report to see what the liberals are thinking and doing and wanting you to think. Now, Matt Drudge used to be conservative. He, in fact, was the one that broke the story about Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky back in the 90s. And he stayed conservative for a while up until what I believe was the pictures of him on Epstein's Island. I think that's what they used to turn him 180 degrees. Uh, I believe he must have been uh, a visitor to that. There's other things they could have caught him doing. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that was it. Yeah, true. They could have caught him in a huge tax scandal and said, we'll leave you alone as long as you report and say what we want you to report and say. Whatever it is, he's compromised. So what he will do is put out what the cabal wants you to hear. But um, <clears throat> the diseases uh, mentioned there in King James Pestilence, well, they're there now. They're, they're out there. They have been, but now it's more of a worldwide quote-unquote pandemic, as they say, and it's really not, but they want you to think that. Um, all of these are the beginning of birth pains. Well, birth pains is not actual birth. It's just that you're close. Verse 9. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. Many Christians in many nations, this has already happened, has been happening for centuries even. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved, and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. The end of what? The end of the age. Um, that's this dispensation of Christianity uh, where you can accept Jesus Christ as your Savior as the propitiation for all your sins, past, present, and future. If you are a Christian and you sin, He will chasten you, but He will not condemn you to hell. Verse 15, so when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation, spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the roof of his house go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to get his cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath. That's an interesting thing. Pray that your flight won't take place on these certain times. It would be harder to move about on the Sabbath in, in Jewish circles. 
Um, that might be one of the reasons he says there. Obviously winter would be difficult, but it's always winter somewhere, isn't that true? That's the way the world works. So pray that it would happen at a different time. Jesus said, pray that it would happen not during winter, not during the Sabbath. For then there will be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. I put that verse out to this guy. He was more or less a Seventh-day Adventist teacher. I called his radio show. He was talking about, oh, all this stuff has already happened. You know, this tribulation you people are so afraid of, that's, that was 70 A.D. That's already happened. And um, all these things have been fulfilled in 70 A.D. I guess some people just want to believe that. And I guess like many things, they get told to believe this, and then they just do instead of examining it. And I just asked him. I said, look, that scripture says in Matthew 24, for then there will be great distress unequaled from the beginning of the world until now and never to be equaled again. I said if what the Romans did to Jerusalem in 70 AD was that, how do you explain all these wars that have happened since then? World wars. Like a snap and pop. It would. It'd make it look like a pillow fight at Girl Scout camp. World War One, World War Two, the American Civil War, um, you know, and on and on even to now. No, uh, these things haven't happened. The distress that he's talking about has not happened because the amount of distress would be unequaled. What do you say about that? What? Who's who say? Seventh Day Adventist. When you like oh, just they've got pat answers for everything. Once, once someone decides to sure. allow themselves to be painted into a corner, uh, we're ready for a commercial break. You know, stuff like that. They, they, you know, they're not really going to let you. Especially, they would lose listeners if if, a, if somebody calling in, you know, got the goods on them. But I think maybe many of the people who <coughs> who heard. <coughs> That so, would be. So what a, about all the um, terrible things that's going to happen in, in the book of Revelation, like one third, one fourth of the population? They that, claim that's all, that they, they claim it's 70 AD and that it's well, all lost. That was localized Jerusalem. Oh, yeah, I know. About two and a half million people killed. They say that happened in um, 70 AD and some of that other stuff that is mentioned specifically in Revelation is just allegory. It's not, a, you shouldn't take it literally. They don't even read the book of Revelation. They, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these types, they, they, you know, yeah, they, they, they don't, don't, they don't understand it. So, you know, they, and they don't want to try. Um, obviously, Seventh Day Adventists, your uh, quote unquote Reformed Presbyterians, your Calvinists, have no understanding of eschatology, the what's to come. Um, I think most of them, if they find comfort in believing in a God that they have defined for themselves, who arbitrarily puts people in hell without giving them a chance for salvation, if they're okay with that, I have to assume they do not have the Holy Spirit in them. Um, Because at some point the Holy Spirit would box their ears and sort that nonsense out. But but there's all kinds of false uh, teachings from all these denominations. Verse 22, if those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. See, he's talking about it in the past tense even. But he is the God who was, who is, and is to come. He has told the end from the beginning. Jesus even said, before Abraham was, I am. Um, He's already seen this. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. He's speaking here, seemingly, certainly, of the tribulation period when there's going to be war like never before and like there would never be again. And the days were cut short because no one would have survived. There are elect people, chosen people, living in this age. Now we know from Revelation that there are 144,000 Jews uh, marked for 
safety. Yeah, evangelism and safety during the tribulation. Uh, the Jehovah Witnesses taught for years that they were those 144,000. But then their cult grew to such a size that it was quite obvious you got millions of people deceived under your wings here. You know, how many, you, you know, so they changed that. Now, Jehovah Witnesses are always changing uh, the, even the, the Bible, quote unquote, Bible they go by. They corrupt the actual Bible and they'll change phrases and stuff just to keep that cult rolling. They got one of them guys hanging out right across from the farmer's market there. And I stopped by and talked to him for about 45 minutes. And I says, well, the Bible says, you guys made Jesus out to be a God, small g. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, why did you guys change the Bible? I said, I got one of your old Bibles from the 30s. And you guys changed it all over. And it reprimands us for doing that, you know, in the book of Revelation. Yeah. And I got him on talk to him after a while. Well, they don't have any answers. The problem is that Revelation explains it has to be a Jewish man that's a virgin to be a one of the 144,000. You have to be Jewish, you have to be a virgin. That's the way it sounds. That leads me out of revelation. leaves me out on one count. But Okay, so there's this period coming, this uh, tribulation period. Jesus said, if anyone, look, here, here's the, if it say to you, if anyone says, look, here's the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect, if that were possible. See, I've told you ahead of time. Uh, how do these, these are fallen angels in many respects, of they're being, they're human agents being assisted by fallen angels. And we've talked about these magicians, uh, David Blaine, uh, Chris Angel, modern day individuals being assisted by fallen angels in the in the uh, tricks that they <clears throat> that they do verse 26 I think it is says uh, so if anyone tells you there he is out in the desert do not go out or here he is in the inner rooms do not believe it for as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west so will be the coming of the son of man Wherever there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. <clears throat> so, um, we've talked about that one verse as it relates to Luke uh, 17. We might even look at that in a little while, but uh, things are bad. People are dying. People are falling dead or getting killed by, by war or acts of war, maybe disease. Some people may be starving to death during this certain period of time called the tribulation and he says in verse 29 immediately after the distress of those days the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken this is at the end of the tribulation at the following the distress of those days <clears throat> then he says at that time the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. There will be elect individuals, I think tribulation saints, obviously the sealed of the book of uh, chapter 7 of Revelation, the 144,000. I would, at this point in this, in this passage, say that those are the ones being gathered. Then he says, now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. What generation? The generation that sees these things. People Did they liken that to the, you know, the rebirth of the nation of Israel on May 14th or 14th? It has been done. That's been done. It's been 
People say, well, Jesus said this generation of the disciples took that to mean them. But the budding of the fig tree, that represents Israel becoming Good a well nation. Good yeah. I think that's know. very significant. And it's 70, or if by strength, 80 would be a generation or a lifetime. And uh, that was coming 1948. It's coming up on 80 in 1928. And I think they have had strength. Anyway, the generation that wouldn't pass until these things had happened would be the and the generation that begins to literally see all of these things, not just a few of them, but all of them. The sun being darkened, the moon not given its light. Would this be possibly a nuclear war? Stars falling from the sky. The heavenly bodies will be shaken. Um, very, very significant time. Verse 35, I think it is. I can't see the text in this book that well. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Now, there will be a new heavens and a new earth at the beginning of the millennial age. And at the end of that thousand years, there will be another new heavens and new earth. Uh, the first one, the millennial heavens and earth, will be it's mentioned in Isaiah 60, let me not tell a lie, 64 or 5. Let me just look right quick. Um, it is in 65, Isaiah 65, and you can read that. That appears to be the new heavens and new earth of the millennial age because... People can still die in Isaiah 65's new heavens and new earth. If you die at 100 years old, you'll be thought to be a mere youth, it says. A man's days would be as the days of a tree. Some would live to the thousand years. Uh, women would not labor in pain and childbirth, it says in Isaiah 65, in this new heavens and new earth. Well, what does that tell you? That they're still having babies in this new heavens and new earth, this thousand-year millennial reign that's to come. Um, <clears throat> it's a, it, it'll be an interesting time. The way it reads, the way it looks when you connect all the dots and, and line up the truth, the, our role as resurrected, born-again believers in Jesus Christ, our role will be to rule and to reign with Him now, some of us will be given a lot of responsibility and others won't. To whom much is given, much is expected. The ones with the talents, the, the fellow one was given five talents and he doubled them. One was given two talents, he doubled them. One was given one talent and he buried it and didn't do anything with it. Remember this parable? So that talent got taken from him and given, it, given to the guy who had five and he turned into ten. So it is certainly possible to be saved and to belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, but you'll make yourself a pawn on the chessboard. Now, he's not going to sacrifice you, and he's not going to lose you. But, I mean, if you want to serve him as mightily as you can, you know, realize that what the way we handle the life we're living right now has everything to do with what he will appoint us to in that age to come. And I think our interests that we have right now will play into what we will, we will do. Uh, one of my lady that used to teach Bible here, they, they loved horses, she and her husband. and Well, there are going to be horses in the millennial kingdom. They're spoken of. Maybe it will be your responsibility to care for horses or other pets. If you enjoy cooking or making um, quilts, I think that the Lord will have you do something like that. If you enjoy working on things or repairing things. See, there's going to be a physical world that people are living their lives. <clears throat> things getting broken and so forth. You know... Uh, and I'll, I'm going to mark that spot and we'll come back to, to this uh, just a moment. But if you look at 
14, chapter 14 of Zechariah. That's your last chapter of Zechariah. And he talks about the... You want to hear nuclear or neutron bomb type war? Verse 12 of Zechariah 14. I'd like to ask that Seventh-day Adventist when this has ever happened in the 70 A.D. Verse 12, This is the plague with which the Lord will strike all the nations that fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh will rot while they are still standing on their feet, and their eyes will rot in their sockets, and their tongues will rot in their mouths while they're still standing. That's not warfare that was ever known of until this day and age, right? I guess since the nuclear bomb, you know, you can call the 1940s this day and age compared to how old this text here is. Yeah. So uh, he tells them that the, verse 16 says, uh, Zechariah 14, then the survivors from all the nations that have attacked Jerusalem survivors do you know there's people teaching that there won't be any survivors of the tribulation and that's an easy thing to teach if you don't read your Bible and, and most of them seem to have that problem there's Isaiah 66 speaks of survivors okay then the survivors from all the nations that have attacked Jerusalem will go up year after year to worship the king, the Lord Almighty. This is Jesus Christ on the throne in Jerusalem. Millennial temple, Ezekiel 40 through 48. The temple's described. It takes nine chapters to do it. It's amazing. They go to worship the Lord Almighty and to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. If you look at Leviticus 23 and the Feast of Tabernacles, you keep that feast as a reminder of what God has done for you. He has delivered you. He has brought you to safety through all the trouble. And, and he's expecting that they keep that feast of tabernacles. So you're an Egyptian or a Jordanian. Or, and somehow you, you pinged when you should have pinged and ponged when you should have ponged and you're alive. You didn't die. Well, you're to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. It says in verse 17, If any of the peoples of the earth do not go up to Jerusalem to worship the King, the Lord Almighty, they will have no rain. Now, there wasn't apparently rain in the Garden of Eden. There was a canopy of water, it is suspected, based on how the text reads. Um, but in this age, in this millennial age to come, you do need rain. People are still planting crops. We won't be able to die, but we will be we will be helping and ministering to a population that can die. But we will show them how to have eternal life when the end of their life comes, whether it be a hundred years and a short life or a thousand years and they made it all the way through, they still need a glorified, resurrected body to live forever. They won't get any rain if they don't keep the Feast of Tabernacles. If the Egyptian people who do not go up and take part, they will have no rain. The Lord will bring on them the plague He inflicts on the nations that do not go up to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. This will be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all the nations that do not go up to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. By the way, Egypt spiritual Egypt, God called Jerusalem that. Um, Egypt is a type of country. America is like an Egypt. Um, it's, it's a mindset, it's a type of country. country. Um, maybe showing, feigning a, a, a relationship with God, but not really having that. Verse 20 Yes, that's 20. On that day, holy to the Lord will be inscribed on the bells of the horses and the cooking pots in the Lord's house. 
will be like the sacred bowls in front of the altar. Cooking pots. People are coming to Jerusalem to worship the Lord God Almighty, Jesus Christ, the visible image of the living God. He's God's body. Where you see Him, you do see God. You don't see all of God because He has a, a soul and a spirit. I expect we'll see Him because we get to die and be resurrected. Every pot in Jerusalem and Judah will be holy to the Lord Almighty. And all who come to sacrifice, sacrifice, yes, read Ezekiel 40 through 48. They're bringing sacrifices. Not us, but the people who are left alive, the Jewish people. They're bringing sacrifices. Well, that sounds terrible to kill this poor little lamb. It does if you don't understand where the soul of that lamb goes into the hands of the God who made it. And I really believe God puts the souls of our animals into other animals. I don't have anything in the Bible here for that, but uh, just anecdotal evidence. But, I mean, God would never tell you to sacrifice a sheep or a goat or a pigeon or whatever if it were the wrong thing. That is a body that's not the soul, and animals all have souls. They come to sacrifice and take some of the pots and cook in them. And on that day, there will no longer be the Canaanite in the house of the Lord Almighty. He's banishing anybody that's unfit to be in there. They can't come. But coming to uh, cook there and, the, and in those vessels, uh, holy uh, unto the Lord, inscribed on them. And uh, there is something about the breaking of bread, the cooking uh, of a meal together, the preparation of a dish of some type and taking it to someone else it is a very very godly thing to do um, and it's going to go on in the millennial age now our buddy wanted to shoot a couple of iron skillets and thankfully he missed them he bought them at Walmart set them up downrange or had four set them up and didn't hit either one of them it was just a little old what about an 8 inch 10 inch iron skillet and I'm glad that they didn't get destroyed. There's nothing sacred about the little iron skillet. But that wasn't made to be destroyed. Cooking vessels are important to the Lord. If they weren't, he wouldn't have written there what he did in Zechariah 14. Those skillets should be used to prepare something for the family or something to give to someone else. That's what they were made for, not to be destroyed. Okay, so we got down to verse 35 in Matthew 24. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Now, this gets interesting right here. No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Jesus, from his human form here, couldn't say when this day or hour is coming. He said, I don't know. Only the Father in heaven knows. Only the greater part of the Godhead, the mind, the soul of the Lord himself knows. Then he says, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man coming of the Son of Man. And, uh, well, that's nice. What was going on in those days? The next verse says, For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. How do we reconcile that with the earlier part in the chapter where people are dying of disease, wars are killing people, uh, famine appears to be killing people? 
that's not business as usual. That's not marrying and giving in marriage. What could he be talking about here? There's no other answer except the rapture of the church. There's no other answer except the rapture of the church. They didn't know it was coming. And it says in verse 40, Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a hand mill. One will be taken and the other left. Therefore keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. You'll be busy doing something. And he comes. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. I want to look in Luke now. See how far in we are. Now we've got plenty of time. Um, Luke, first Luke 17. Luke 17, we'll probably pick it up, uh, concerning the kingdom it says on the heading here, verse 20, it looks like, once having been asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation, nor will people say here it is or there it is because the kingdom of God is within you. People debate what that means. Um, science appears to understand the different dimensions, that there are more than we understand. There are parallel dimensions. There are a lot of things that science can't understand. Um, they, they have no way of making sense of it. These two twin boys separated at birth. Never knew they had a twin brother. And I forget what their occupations ended up being, but they both ended up being something like a chiropractor. They both ended up ended up marrying a woman named Linda. And they both ended up having like a boy and a girl child. And it just went on from there. And when they found each other, and I forget how that was that they learned about. They had a twin sibling. They were just stunned. How could this be? That's a small example of um, things that science can't understand. There are not that many coincidences. The Lincoln-Kennedy thing. Very strange. And we've all heard that. Very strange. So... Uh, There are things that defy our human logic and the best we can do is say God knows. Only God knows. He's given us some basic instructions. If you had a child and, you know, let's take a mother deer. You know. Just by the way, we've been seeing this doe over, over at the range of Calvin's. You ever seen a, a deer with blue eyes? Hmm. A, a doe with big, with big blue irises and black pupil in the middle. Craziest thing ever. So I looked it up. It's thing. It's it's albinism. But speaking of, let's say a mama deer, and she puts her newborn down in a in a pile of brush and somehow communicates, "Don't move. Don't go anywhere." Unfortunately, a lot of them have been hit by bush hogs and because they've been they won't move. They, they were told not to move. They listened. They didn't get a whole diatribe as to why. So we need to be like that with the Lord. If he says do this and don't do that, even if he doesn't give us a specific reason, then we should still do as he says.
So it says uh, in verse 30 or 22, Luke 17. Then he said to his disciples, The time is coming when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. Men will tell you, There he is, or Here he is. Do not go running off after them. For the Son of Man in his day will be like the lightning which flashes and lights up the sky. This is Luke's account of what Jesus said. We finished earlier reading Matthew's account. Two different perspectives. These guys are telling you about the same thing. It's like lightning. You can see it from one end of the sky to the other. Verse 25, But first, he, the Son of Man, must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. So there's this thing again. Business as usual. Life going on as usual. Marrying, giving a marriage, building, planning, buying, selling, everything's great. And boom. It didn't build up. It didn't fall apart. It didn't turn into a Mad Max or Book of Eli situation. It did not do that. It happened very suddenly. But what? What happened? I believe the rapture is what happened. You know what? It couldn't be the end because Jesus is on the throne in Jerusalem and people wouldn't be saying, well, Jesus is over here or over there. That's right. Yeah, exactly. They would say, yeah, they couldn't deny it then. So in the days of Noah, all these things, business as usual. But then he says something, he adds something here, and I'm sure Jesus said this, but Matthew just chose not to record this, but we have it in Luke. Verse 28, it was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planning and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is on the roof of his house with his goods inside should go down to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to keep his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, on that night, two people will be in one bed, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding grain together, one will be taken and the other left. Where, Lord, they asked. He replied, where there is a body, there the vultures will gather. Guess what the NIV interpreters put there? Where there's a dead body, they put and you can see why they would do that. I don't think the NIV was it had the kind of godly oversight that the King James Bible did. The King James has lasted over 400 years in human use. It's gone through some slight you know, updates as far as the grammar, but nothing has been changed linguistically as far as you know what's being said and the meaning, yes. The Greek word there, we've gone over this before. The Greek word for body right here is soma. S-O-M-A, psychosomatic, you've heard. Uh, I was thinking something that caused it to happen to my body. Psychosomatic means body. In Matthew 24, the word there is carcass, toma, P-T-O-M-A. And the two things that where Jesus said both of those things in these two chapters, a lot of people think, well, you know, the he says, where there is a body, there the vultures will be gathered. And you're going to say, I don't want to be getting fed to the buzzards. I don't want to be the one taken. David Jeremiah taught that that way. He may still teach that that way. But the, the Greek really shows you what is being said. This the original 
uh, text was in Koine Greek, common Greek. Paralambano is taken. One will be taken and the other left. Left is a theomai. It means forsaken, divorced. A theomai is used for forgive in places, but all forgive really means is divorce that from your, your mindset. Get that off your desktop. Forsake that thought. Get rid of it. Stop dwelling on it. Doesn't mean you have to go like some person that's done you wrong. Drunk driver killed a loved one. It just means you stop living there. You stop giving them real estate in your mind. Because it's hurting you. It's not hurting them. But I want to be the one paralambano, which means embraced. In John chapter 14, Jesus said, If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and I will paralambano. I will embrace you and take you to where I am, that where I am you may be also. You want to be the one taken, trust me. Anybody that teaches that different hasn't studied it well enough. Well, where are they going to be taken? Well, where the body is there, the vultures will be gathered together. Well, that don't sound good until you stop to realize. It was a couple, three weeks ago, we were up on the hill doing a shooting class, and Calvin came up the hill on his side by side, and he... He's uh, looking around and see what's going on. He said, oh, these buzzards up here circling. I just make sure I don't have a cow down. Up where? Up there in the sky, circling. Where the buzzards are, there will the body be. 1 Thessalonians 4 says that we'll be caught up into the heavens. Caught up into the heavens to be with Him. And so shall we forever be with the Lord. So the event, the advent of the rapture of the church happens suddenly while most of the world doesn't expect it or realize it. We're not in the midst of some global thermonuclear war when this rapture occurs. The rapture occurs at a time when most of the world doesn't see it coming. 2 Thessalonians 2, it says these that wouldn't believe, they believe a lie. They get given powerful powerful delusion so that they would believe a lie. One possible lie is that the aliens have abducted all these Christians. And they'll believe that. Because they're going to see a bunch of people who went to church every Sunday who didn't go anywhere. And the Pope will probably still be over there in his mess. And they'll use that as reason for, we weren't that's not a rapture of the church. <coughs> they sure don't want, Satan doesn't want his constituents to, to know the truth. So all of this looked at, all of this said, are we preparing for trouble, maybe, uh, interruptions of supply, food, fuel, other things? Sure, we should. Um, people live through a 10-year-long depression in this country here. People in other countries never got out of the Depression. They never got into good times. We've been spoiled in America. But for the folks that are used to just getting what they want, run the store, pick it up and go, which is virtually everybody, that could end, at least for a time. How severe would it get? I don't think so severe that we're at each other's throats trying to kill each other for food or for fuel or whatever. I don't think that, because if it did, um, at least as far as America's concerned, how are we give, you know, how are we going about business as usual? And then there's a rapture. If it got that bad, at any point in American history and going forward, I think at some point, apparently we need to get back to something like normal so that we're buying and selling and marrying, giving in marriage and, and building and planning once again and then rapture. And no one knows what happened. Some will. Some will know. Some who have listened to good 
Bible teaching, we'll say, well, it looks like that's what happened. I was talking once to Jerry's mom. We were out on our front porch, and we were talking about the Depression and the way they lived. She said, we never noticed it. She said, we heard that things were really bad out there, but they were self-sustaining, weren't they? They had everything they needed there on their farm, you know, chickens, beef, whatever. And they grew crops, and they lived that way. But I think a lot of people nowadays in America, most people, will experience the shortages. To a tiny extent, we're experiencing them now. I wanted mustard on my hot dog there yesterday, and I got ketchup because there's supposedly a mustard shortage. I guess this is like the toilet paper shortage. Just a shortage of whatever. Just pick something, and there's a shortage. We're getting messed with by this globalist cabal who wants to lord over all of humanity, who wants to reduce the world population to no more than 500 million people, half a billion, whereas now we got about 8 billion. Billions and billions, of course, then would have to die. How could anyone think that's a good idea? Well, the only way you could think that is if you were listening to Satan himself. He loves to kill. He loves to steal. He loves to destroy. He loves to turn the saints against each other dividing us over doctrinal issues that really don't matter. I mean, I'm going to always take my piece about what I believe, my, my belief about the end times eschatology and many other points, but I, uh, I don't want to have a knockdown drag out with a brother or sister in Christ over something silly because I'd be serving the devil. You know, we, we're living in a difficult time for many, many reasons. Um, you know, in Ephesians, um, I believe it's in chapter 5, um, you know, we're, we're told... Let me just read Ephesians 5. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or greed, or because there are improper, they are, these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a man is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient, therefore do not be partners with them. For you were once dark in darkness, but now you are light in the world. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. How do you do this? Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Well, first you've got to know what the fruitless deeds of darkness are. And if it goes contrary to what the Bible teaches, then I guess it's a fruitless deed of darkness. Um... And then what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to expose it. How do you do that? I think you need to speak up. As some lady just told me on social media that I needed to, me and others needed to stop 
obsessing over the transgender thing and how other people live their lives who have no impact or nothing to do with us or our lives. And I thought about that and I thought, you know what, it, but it does. Okay, I'll take a little coffee. Thanks. Need any wrong? Might be a little scorched by now, but it'll be it's coffee. I mean, it's happening in in, in schools. You know, people want to send their children to public schools. I just turn it off now. You know, and you find out even what they did to you and Spiller about you know, talking about sex education and stuff. I didn't know that was going to be brought up. Yes. What? Trace convinced the teacher oh, that he what? That he should take those classes. Like, From no. you all, you teach. When the time comes. When the time comes. But um, that that's not the least of what they're teaching there. I know. The 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 book banning thing, and they're on this bandwagon about. You know, here's just a classical example. Nine tenths of the people who are rah, 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 we're not banning books. You bunch of Nazis, we're not banning books in the public libraries. Who do you, you know, y'all are a bunch of Nazis. They haven't looked at those books. Gender Queer, the one is called, the other one's called Lone Boy. Have we talked about this? Gender Queer is a cartoon drawing, it's text, but it has cartoon drawings of this younger man, it doesn't give an idea of whether he's below 18 or not, becoming sexually involved with an older man. And really the way the drawings are put in the book called Gender Queer, it looks like the, the, the younger man is, is quite young. It goes on to show drawings of the genitalia and acts of sodomy, it's drawn, and other acts that that they carry out. These, th these are drawings that might as well be pornography. Now, am I against homosexuals? No, I'm a sinner just like they are. I don't want a heterosexual book with drawings like that. Or children. In children, when they get a hold of it. The book called Long Boy, oh, this is rich. This miscreant, it's about this fellow watching out the window as this 12, 14 year old boy mows the grass and it talks about how excited he is to see him and how attracted he is to this young boy and the story goes he, he, he brings him into his home offering him lemonade because it's so hot out there and he's working so hard and it goes on to have this man boy sexual relationship they think that belongs in school libraries that doesn't belong in any life. That is trash. That is absolute trash. But most of the people who... Well, why, what does CNN tell me to, look, to say and think today? Oh, book banners are Nazis. That's the problem. Oh, they're against genderqueer. They're against gays. They're, they're homophobic. We need to light into them. they never seen these books. And by the way, Phobos, Greek, Phobos means fear. I'm not afraid, right? Afraid. Maybe they agree with it. There you go. There, there's a small number of them, obviously, that do know what's in those books, and they do agree with them. What'd you say about the fruitless works of darkness? It's in Ephesians uh, five, and uh, it's verse eleven. It looks like have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Well, here it is in Jude. Woe unto them, for they have gone their own way and came, ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward, and punished in the gainsaying of Coram. There are spots in their feast of charity, when their feast they uh, feed themselves without fear, clouds without water, carried with, er with about with the winds, trees, of whose fruit withers without fruit, twice dead, plucked up from the root. That's yes, these are false converts and false teachers in your midst. They come along, they have, you know, have Bible study dinner with you and slap you on the back and 
see you next week kind of people, and we've been through a lot of them through the years that we've done this. They not even, end up not even really being believers. You know, uh, one of them, obviously I wouldn't name him, but one of them, uh, after leaving this study, went and took a job as a bouncer in a strip joint down in North Carolina. Okay, is that what a Christian does? When he's married? Oh, yeah, did I say that? A married man? Oh, I'm going to take a job as a bouncer in a strip club? Oh, it's okay, my cousin owns it. Oh, that makes it fine. There's a lot of this. A lot of this stuff, a lot of lies. I'm just doing my job. Yeah. <laughs> The, the, the mantra of the Nuremberg Trials, just yeah. doing my job. Yeah. Um, others, cheating the system, pretending to be married when they're really not so they can get extra benefits, or if they're really married, you know, they, um, you know you're married when you file your taxes and you're single when you go to pick up the food boxes. That's not Christian. Now, where the government's concerned, get everything you can off of them because they're certainly doing the same thing to you. But for Christian charities that are giving out help, don't do that. Don't take from them like that. God's watching. So many people do things as though God doesn't see it. Do they? He's not watching, huh? Of course He's watching. King David wrote in Psalm 139, If I make my bed in hell... There you are, God. This dude put this meme. I don't even know who he was. It was on word of mouth a couple weeks ago, close to two weeks ago, and he had the. It was the Grim Reaper and the skull and the black cape and the side like this, you know, and and all these skulls down at his feet that he had lopped off, you know, and. Oh, hail the Grim Reaper, isn't this guy bad to the bone? Kind of an idea. And I had to comment. I said, just pointing out that dude, and I put the little up arrow toward his picture, that dude has a boss. And we know who he, who he is. God is the one that makes these decisions. You're never handed over to death unbeknownst to the Lord God who made you. Some people seem to invite death and worship death. That's sort of a psychosis. Um, God didn't put you here just to look for a way to die. He put each of us here to find a place that we might serve him in his kingdom. He may not be the most popular tool in his carpenter's tool belt. But when he needs you, he needs you. I like to use the analogy, he's got the hammer, he's got the saw, Jesus is a carpenter. And he's always using those tools. But then, when he needs a nail set, which is just a little punch to countersink a nail, the hammer ain't going to do that by itself. The saw certainly can't do it. He needs that tool. So a lot of people, you know, you might be one of those nail set type tools. I ain't getting used. This blows. I want to be a hammer. I want to be a saw. You'll be what he made you. If you're a Billy Graham out there on the evangelistic forefront, then that's where he wanted you. That's who he made you to be. Water in your clay. That's it. So... Vessels to honor and dishonor. To be, exactly. And, and there the vessels of dishonor are still needed. The way that's written, um, it sounds like some people say, I don't want to be a dishonorable vessel. What it really means is, okay, uh, I, I'm a latrine jar. These are needed. <laughs> Whatever. You know, I, I, or you're not the most important uh, uh, instrument of sacrifice that's in the temple, but you are an instrument. You have to play your role. I mean, you could never win a chess game without the pawns, right? Nobody could. So be who you are. Be who God wants you to be, but at least be that much. You know, if He has given you a servant's heart, then serve. He's given you the heart to, to speak out. And I think more people are going to be speaking out against the things that the enemy has been pushing in this day and age 
he's pushing deception, all in the name of inclusiveness. And um, he's just. Yeah, I know. I know. It has it has taken a lot of lives, and uh, and those lives are in God's hands, and God judges our hearts, not our actions. He judges us by our hearts. It's a hard time to live, especially in certain circles, when you're surrounded by confusion. This whole COVID thing. I know one young man that probably never be the same. And he almost did it. He almost took his life. Uh, some people don't because they don't have enough courage to do it. And that's the only reason. Some people have more courage than others. Well, and also there's still a spark in there that believes there's something left of the good that they can do or, or become. You want or, to try to do it if you can. Yeah. But when you, become, you know, if you get exasperated and backed into a corner, it's it's hard to know. Yeah. It's you know, like the guy that stood on an ice block with hangman's noose, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna melt. It's gonna melt, but you know, you got plenty of chances to get out from under it, or you cut yourself like this, and you yeah. know, you know, you're not gonna die, but you look like you tried to. Sympathy, in other words. And that's all. That's the whole objective of some people, but then yeah. some. We're getting not. even with somebody. You know, that's how my mom died. I, I guess most of y'all know, maybe, maybe not. But, um, my brother and I were four and five. She didn't kill herself this time. She sat down with John's model, 17 Smith 22 revolver. Bam, bam, through the heart, and the next in the bathroom, next to mine, my brother's little bedroom. Yep, they saved her that time, but a bottle of Tylenol was too much. Killed her. All right, goodness, I don't want to get bummed out. Hey, we we have reasons to be happy. We have reasons to praise God. Here we are, you know, in the day and age He's placed us into, and. Um, we get out there and do things. We get out there and serve. And um, Let me just say, Valentina, I've been really, really impressed with you. Very recently, just so impressed with your heart for service. And you inspire me, even. Because I'm not, I'm not like that. But iron should sharpen iron. We should learn from one another. Amen. Let me see how far we in. We're oh, hour and seven. We'll close here. <clears throat> Let's hold hands. Ray, I want you to close us. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can be together as a group, worship you, to argue in the Holy Word. Dear God, I pray that what we learned here tonight that it settles into our heart. Asking a lot of questions we don't know. So, dear God, have mercy upon all of us and our nation. Keep us safe and safe until you are soon returned. We ask and pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen.